Hey, and welcome to the fourth episode of the Queen Bee Book Club podcast. We're double recording. This is our second episode, so. Yeah. Also, we have got this microphone thing down. Well, I mean, it's just one. Well, okay, it's We've one. We've resigned ourselves. We, we only need one. Like, this one stands. We both can talk in it. Yeah. We don't, we're not high maintenance about microphones. No, but like both, both of the other times we've recorded, it has taken us about an hour and 15 minutes to actually get the microphone to record. And I've wanted to quit the whole podcast every <laughs> single time it's happened. Today it took us like 10 minutes. Yeah, we were pros. We are pros. My only sadness is that Pink Polo isn't here today. No, it's Grace Sweater Girl. I, I She's had a, nice. I had a legitimate panic attack when we turned the corner, though, because there's some kid with heinous highlighted hair out there. And it you thought like, it was him? Yeah, and I was like, if Pink Polo touched his hair with bleach, no, he I'm going to be pissed. He is not that vain. Well, I just meant, like, I would be upset because it meant that I totally misunderstood who he was yeah. as a person. And I wouldn't even have known him anymore. But so luckily I guess, it wasn't him. I guess I wonder if Pink Polo has listened to us yet. I don't think so. I would have hoped if someone He would have me, reviewed us? I know. Or, like, given us some sort of shout-out. Like, hey, ladies. Or at least, like, tweeted at us or something. Yeah. yeah. Something. I don't know. I He seems pretty darn reliable to he me. He seems like an earnest character, but not, like, an annoying earnest. Like, not too nice. Like, you no. could get him to make a mean joke about someone, I bet. Oh, absolutely. Which is, like, that's my favorite kind of person. It's, like, nice on the outside yeah. with, like, a yeah. a mean streak. Well, they have to, like, okay, so nice people out there. You have to be able to, first of all, tolerate gossip. And like it. And and every now and again get down in the dirt a little. Because that's almost more enjoyable. Like, I feel like it's more enjoyable for, for someone who's, like, traditionally nice to be like, you know what, I hate that person. And you're like, what? Yeah. You're nice to everyone than it is for, like, me to dislike someone because I tend to dislike people first and then learn to like them later. <laughs> That's fair. I am I am on the same same page as you. Yeah. And it's not that I have necessarily high standards. It's just that... Oh, I do. Some, <laughs> it's easy for me to have a bad first impression of someone, I think. Yeah. No, I, I agree. So, Did you like me right off the bat? Yes, because your name was Cher. Okay, I like you right <laughs> off the bat, too. Cool. Well, yeah, so we met in grad school, for those yeah. of you who don't know. and But we weren't friends for the first semester. Because, because we didn't, we didn't have, have any classes, classes together. together. Well, and I re- So I actually remember when I realized that I wanted to be your friend, or I knew I, like, in my head, I was like, I have to be friends with her. Um, because I remember, like, so we became friends because we took a Jane Austen class together. And I remembered you came into the grad lounge. I didn't really have any friends in the program yet. Or, like, I was friendly with people, but I wouldn't have considered any of them, like, my friend. Mm -hmm. And you came in, and it was, like, you were friends with everyone. Like, you had a great (laughs) sense of humor. And I was like, oh, she's funny. Like, I would like to be her friend, please. And so I was just like, okay, I can definitely um, match her in terms of, like, riffing. And so I knew that, like, I could probably get in with you. And, Yeah. Well, not that, the you, rest like, is not that you were intimidated. I want to make that clear. It wasn't like I was like, oh, Cher's like the Regina George of this shindig. Like, I must be, like, fall in line. Because <laughs> you actually, like, solicited my friendship. I did. I literally Facebook messaged Audrey and was like. It was on a snow day. I was watching Big Hero 6. I literally, <laughs> I literally said to her, I'm like, look, like, we're two of like the only people who have a sense of humor in this program. I think we should be friends. Like, and my and, response was, I thought we already were friends. And I was like, okay, well, like, but I mean, I guess like I just wanted to get it out there. Like, we're solidifying the friendship. Yes. Like friends. Yes. So and yeah. and the rest is history. Yeah. And now we have a podcast together. Yes, we do. So. So welcome to episode four. This is our second book in the podcast. Yes. I was going to say two. our first second book. <laughs> it is our first second book. Also, our first new book. Also, I'm Sharon. That's Audrey. <laughs> oh, yeah, sure. Yeah, my I'm Audrey. <laughs> <laughs> Just in case you can't tell our voices apart, which, frankly, I hardly can on this sometimes. Same. Um, I had a friend who said, at first, I couldn't tell you guys apart, and then toward the end, I figured it out. My mom said, at first, I couldn't tell you guys apart, and then I figured it out, so. I didn't realize that we sounded similar until I listened to the podcast. I think you, you have a clearer voice than me. I have, like, a more, like, raspy voice, I think. That's how I tell them apart. 
I just know. I just remember what I said. <laughs> but there occasionally I like I'll I don't know like I guess in certain like tones or something we mm-hmm. are similar but I don't know yeah I also like say my R is kind of weird which my sisters make fun of me about hmm. I don't know what accent it is but I've never noticed that I don't know they say like I say like where like like it's like that kind of oh, or interesting I don't know now you'll never be able to not hear it sometimes I feel like I speak with like an affected voice because there are certain like ways of saying words that I like. Mm. And so it's not even, like, it doesn't even go with my, like, upstate New York wide-voweled accent. But it's just, like, I've picked up ways of saying certain words. I can't think of an example right now, but I know that it's the truth. I, for a while, used to say thanks with a southern accent because I thought it was charming. (laughs) I definitely, okay, so I recently, um, I was in North Carolina, and someone complimented my hair and without even thinking, I went, oh, thank you. Yeah, no, it's like that. Yeah, I yeah. I don't have an accent at all, like a southern accent at all. I have no business. I grew up in upstate New York. I went to college in Ohio. Then I moved to Maryland. Like, there's no part of me that, like, has any business talking like I'm freaking Connie Britton in <laughs> but Friday Night Lights. I like it. You have the hair for it. Thanks. Um, I actually have been told several times, um, people have laughed at the idea of me living in the South, which I have always been offended by because I just feel like, you know, like, do what I want. I fit in anywhere. But Why? Like, I some people have said I've had multiple people tell me I cannot picture you living in the South. Because why? I'm not sure. Like I, I dress well. Because you're too much of a feminist, or what? I, I don't know. They said like, um, it's just like my my way. I guess they were like, no, you're just not gonna. I guess I think I fit in actually better on the east coast than I did on the west coast in some ways I I was only in the west coast for a couple of days for your wedding and I did not feel like I fit in there at all people are very friendly and but like I guess here's here's how I see it people on the east coast are not very friendly but they're very loyal and so once once you become friends with them like they'll help you move Mm -hmm. like like they're in there yeah. On the on the West Coast, it's like you might have a lot of friends and a lot friends. Like, <laughs> you might have a lot of friends, but uh, <laughs> but, um, but like when it comes to time to move, like I don't know if they'll be there. Where are they? Um, Getting pizza. So I mean, not that's not to say I have some wonderful friends from the West Coast, but I just mean in general. Okay. Like I, I don't know. But and I also think too, like I don't really love like the t- like touching people, and I that's very common on the West Coast. My issue with the West Coast was that everyone just felt a little too open to me. Like I like a little <laughs> bit of um, of that East Coast aloofness. Yeah. yeah, you know, just feeling like you're earning someone's affection. Yeah, it's like cats and dogs. Like I yeah. I like cat. I'm a cat person um, mm-hmm. because I feel like I gotta work for it. Yeah, and, I like that and they cats don't, don't just care like about everyone. You. Right. Well, well, if if they do like you, it's like you're special. Whereas, yes. like if it's a dog, it's like they like everyone. Yeah, I like both cats and dogs, but I do like that quality about cats a lot. I would prefer people to be more like cats and dogs, I suppose. Yeah. Um. So yeah. Um. Actually, when I got back from California, and my cousins had been in California around the same time, I changed. Um. My cousin and I, who live together, we have our um, we have like a chalkboard outside of our oh, apartment yeah. instead of a wreath during some times of the year um and I wrote east coast beast coast on it because I was tired of this like west coast best coast mentality yeah I mean which is not to say like you know I would love to raise my family on the west coast but I do feel like (laughs) maybe I found my people on the east coast okay okay um I like the idea that you and I are currently reinvigorating the like coast wars of the 1990s like Biggie and Tupac and all that stuff (laughs) (laughs) yeah I mean I mean I like I'll always be a Tupac girl though sorry sorry Biggie I frankly the first time I ever heard a Biggie Small song was disgusted yeah I mean but I like um hypnotize a lot I'm just really a big walking down uh, the street I'm a a big NWA fan so (laughs) (laughs) um if you ever want to hear me um rob boys in the hood (laughs) Hit me up. <laughs> Hit her up on the Twitter. Yeah. I will not do it on this podcast. Well, maybe I'll do it on this I podcast. Friend, Who knows? <laughs> I if you friend, ask me, I'll do it. <laughs> I had a friend recently who expressed the same adoration for Easy e that you Oh, my God. Easy e <laughs> I love Easy e I have a, like, no. twisted attraction to him. <laughs> 
Oh, God. Nobody's perfect. Not no. that you're imperfect for loving Easy e Easy e is not perfect. <laughs> no, but he's... I mean, I think the real dream... So, okay, so I like the idea of, like, you loving Easy e because I think you and I can both agree that the real dream is Ice Cube. Yes. Like, he's, he's a family he's, man. He's the obvious best one, but yes. he's... But, like, because he's the obvious best one, it's almost like a cop-out to choose him as your favorite. Yeah, I also just... Like, I'm just not attracted to Ice Cube. I don't know what it is. Like, I... I, like... I guess I, I just like short guys, as we know. <laughs> like, that's just my thing. I like I like him short and um, a little insecure. But not you, Brendan. You're not insecure. You're the best. But um, but in general, my taste would be um, on the shorter side. Yeah. Not mine. I like a tall dude because I'm a tall person. Well, Ice Cube's tall. Yeah. So here we go. But I don't. But like Dre, Vom, like no interest. Like well, Dre's abuser. Super, yeah. But have you seen the Defiant ones? No, where I they should talk, So, but he kind. Of, I mean, he doesn't redeem himself because you can never ever redeem yourself from abusing women. Harvey Weinstein. <laughs> <laughs> we will never forgive you. Um, ever. But he does say something like, "I think that." any man who, like, touches another woman is an animal, and, like, I'm disgusted with myself, and, like, I think he's definitely trying to kind of atone. Well, but, good I luck mean, with that. too little too late Dre. sometimes. So, anyway, that's what we think about rap music. I like Snoop Dogg, too. He's also, like, he also maybe assaulted a woman. Did he? I think so. See, I, like, he just strikes me as, like, too chill. I mean, but, I think I mean, he's deeply funny, just as a person. Yeah. I I like me some Idris Elba. Mm. Oh, my God. Do you watch Luther, right? Yes. Jesus. <clears throat> well, I, I'm only, like, two episodes in, but I am very into it. His coats. Yeah, Brendan's home, so I can't watch any of my own shows now. <laughs> We're just watching House of Cards and Turn, Washington mm. Spies, so basically no fun in my life. And just politics all the time. Yeah. Actually, no, we just finished House of Cards, so we're watching Twin Peaks, which, like... Okay. We found out who the murderer is, so, like, now it's, like, what's the point? <laughs> oh, speaking of murder, murder corner. Okay. Um, so I figured out what I wanted for Christmas. Oh. Um, not in October. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I told my mom that I really want this thing called Hunt a Killer, and you basically get a box delivered to your door Shut once up. a month. Yes, that has, like, clues <gasps> and puzzles and, like, what? letters, and, like, it feels very real, and, like, you have to sign a waiver that, like, you're not going to, like, get too scared. <laughs> um, but anyway, so I asked for that Wait, for is Christmas. it for real crimes? No, no, no. Oh. It's, it's, like, it's like a game. I was like, is the police outsourcing... <laughs> I mean, like they did with the Zodiac Killer. Yeah. They used to like publish his like weird little notes. Would, yeah, which like favorite murder, Zodiac Killer, hundred <laughs> percent. I love the Zodiac Killer, but um, but yeah. So I'm really excited for my Hunter Killer box to arrive, Mom. <laughs> That's what I want. That's what I asked. I for. actually know what I want for Christmas too. I don't know why I made fun of you for that. I want a pea coat. I want every everything from the Kate Spade Leopard collection, too. <laughs> <laughs> Leopard is in this year, and all I can say is finally. I feel like Leopard, leopard has kind of um, faded away. Like, I am the world's biggest Leopard fan, and, like, I don't own that much Leopard stuff anymore. Well, it's back this season. Like, I've seen it in every window down M Street. Like, Hell it's yes. back. Yeah. Target has some booties that are Leopard print that oh. I want. <sighs> I told my mom about them, and she was like, oh, I'm going to get those <laughs> i love i love that story of your mom and her leopard coat oh yeah so my mom has an amazing leopard trench coat and the first day she wore it my older brother got in the car we were still in high school and he said i don't know mom i just feel like you're trying to be someone you're not which like how dare you and i was like <laughs> if anything like that is the most my mom coat you could buy and she didn't stop wearing it good because, good for her yeah because she knew herself good yeah i agree I also want that coat, though, so if she stopped wearing it, I wouldn't be upset, because then I could have it. Oh, that's a fair point. So, I mean... My mom has this capelet that I literally would die if she... Like, I want it so bad, and she's like, sorry, I like it. I'm like... But it looks bad. Haven't you grown out of it yet? (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, love that capelet. But we should... Talk about the book. Maybe, yeah. Okay, yeah, we can talk about the book. Okay, Fates and Furies. Um, I will say, I actually... Um, I, I did finish the reading. Like, I, I did oh, it. Me too. I did it all. Yeah. Um, but but I had to um, 
go into the bathroom at work to read the last 10 pages because <laughs> I was like I, I like just to like hide that I was reading at sure. work yeah um because but I did on my lunch break I took the book with me and I read like 50 pages of it with like a Pete's coffee it was a delight mm-hmm. like I was really gonna nice read time. I was gonna read a little bit more of it on the train here and then I was like no 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 I am not gonna be one of those awful people that's like oh sorry was that not in this week's reading I guess I'm ahead Oh my god! Like, do you not have a life? Don't. I have never ever. I been barely ahead in finished in my life. Um, I've always been on time or behind. No, if I if I finish the reading for the week, then I will stop and start reading Game of Thrones again. Yes, that's what yeah. I've been doing because again, I'm not going to be like, oh, sorry. Um, I guess I skipped ahead. And it was like, first of all, spoiler alert. Yeah, thanks so for spoiling the book. Yeah, <laughs> don't do that, Audrey. And then. There are some people who, like, then make the conversation about that, and it's like, all right, well, welcome to, like, barely none of us can participate in this. <laughs> yeah, people did that in grad school sometimes. It's like, I don't know if it was in today's reading or not because I read the whole book, but I'm like, okay, kill yourself. Like, <laughs> um, some of us are just trying to get by. This one time, it was an option. If we wanted to get ahead, it was like, oh, yeah, I'm like, start taking a peek at this thing because, like, you know, we're going to really need to do a dive in it, so maybe you'll want to have some exposure. And I just fully didn't even look at it because I was like, listen, I got other stuff to do, so yeah. I'm not doing optional work. And then <clears throat> that is all we talked about the whole class was that thing. And I was like, are you kidding me? We're not supposed to talk about this until next week. And I had more to say about this other stuff. <sighs> Monsters. Yeah. Okay, Fates and Furies. So let's start with our favorite game. Who is your favorite character and who is your least favorite character? Okay, so my least favorite character um, is Lotto. Yeah, same. Okay. I <laughs> hate him so much. I know. He's the worst. He's like, so Like, literally bad. all over this book, my most consistent note is underlining something and writing, no. <laughs> <laughs> no. Yeah. Um, I hate him. Lotto sucks. He, like, so the first... Like really, all of the book is about him. <laughs> like, well, this part, yeah. So I think I think it's broken up to into fates. I think is going to be his bit, or like his like. Okay. Type, even though it's written in third person, I think it's like focused on him. Yeah. And I think we're gonna. How do you say her name? Mathilde. Ma- Matilda. I thought it was Mathilda. Mathilda. Mathilda maybe. I, I've no. <laughs> Who know? The names are weird. Let's just call her Matilda for the sake of Which our lives. I have. I have a. I feel like I have to do like a disclosure. Okay. Maybe Matil. <laughs> Um, I don't love like over stylized writing. Mm. Only I got used to this and then it was kind of fine, but like when I started it, I was like, okay. And I think my rejection of it is because it just makes me feel like the writer is sitting there like, mm hmm. Because it's like not natural. Like I understand that, like I feel like Lauren Groff is trying to tell this story like almost like, it, like in very like visceral flashes because like yeah. that's how you would remember something. So I get like, I get the project of, like, her stylized writing, but, like, I always just feel like it's so, like, like, the writer's just, like, fuck yeah, like, I'm such a good fucking writer, like, oh, yeah. I honestly feel like that bothers me more when men do it. Oh, 100% <laughs> it bothers me more when men do it. Yeah. I, oh. I It doesn't bother me as much when women do it, which, yeah. like, maybe is, you know, sexist of me, but, yeah. but I, I just, I don't know. I mean, I tend to not like male writers. <laughs> If in I general, say that. well, I especially don't like I, and maybe this is just because I don't I don't read a ton of male writers. I've realized, um, except for like the classics, so like Oscar Wilde and like F. Scott yeah, Fitzgerald yeah, yeah. or whatever. Um, but like I was recently reading The Circle by David Eggers, and the you don't protect, like him? um, you don't like David. I Eggers. didn't like I didn't love The Circle only because like I, I just um I have problems with it. Um, which, you know, we, maybe we could read it for the podcast and talk about it. Maybe we could. Um, but I have, sometimes I have issues with male writers writing female characters as their protagonists. Okay, that's fair. Because I feel like they're like, yeah, like, this is how the ladies are. And I'm like, you don't know anything. Yeah, no, A woman that's real. wouldn't do, it's like in a show when, um, like, a woman is, like, attacked in a TV show. Oh, and yeah. a guy, like, saves her and then they have sex that night. And you're like, no. Nope. That's not how women behave. That's how, like, men think women behave. Yeah, 100%. So now that we've alienated some people, we can go back to our hatred of Lotto. Because I hate yeah. him so no, he much. Sucked. I think... Get a job! I think he is, like, also, like, a little bit of, like, the definition of, like, 
like I don't know if you guys follow the Twitter account guy on my MFA. Oh, 100%. like he's exactly like Which that also, in if, real life. If you don't follow that account, follow it because it's gorgeous. It's so funny, but yeah, but I think he is so like he's the definition of white privilege. Like, yeah, he, why can't I write a uh, play about Caribbean women? Yeah, because he, he like grew up with a ton of money. Yeah, like but then like likes to act like he's poor because he got cut off. Right. Or, like, that doesn't, like, define him. He's like, I can write about poor people. Right. Which no one says you can't. But, like, if you don't do it authentically, Lotto or Lancelot, as he decides to go by once he's famous. Which is his real name. I know. But, yeah. No, I know. This book has, like, the classic, like, it's a it's a modern, like, literary hit in that it's, like, the names are kind of weird. And it's, like, <laughs> stylized. Yeah. Like, I feel like there's a very... Um, I don't think Lauren Groff, like, has her MFA, but there's, like, a very specific type of, like, <laughs> MFA writing that's, um, that sometimes I'm just like, all right. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't say anything um, about it. Lotto also named his dog God, which, first of all, tricked me every time. Like, I get what you're up to with that, <laughs> Lauren Groff, but um, what kind of monster He's like, well, at first I wanted to name it Doug, because, like, how funny is that? Not funny at all, Lotto. It's not funny. It's like, I don't know, have you seen Breakfast at Tiffany's? Not very original. Yeah. He probably hasn't. He's like, no, I don't I don't watch movies. He's the worst person. Although he in probably watched films. Oh. <laughs> oh, um, just the Japanese and Russian films. <laughs> foreign films. Just foreign films. No subtitles, but I don't speak the language. <laughs> <laughs> I just wanted to speak to me um, visually. I act in nothing but Hamlet and other Shakespearean Oh, yeah. Yeah, he's plays. super into Shakespeare. Like, ugh. He's a disaster. Which, like, love Shakespeare. But, like, people who quote Shakespeare, like, who aren't drama teachers are horrible. I have written here, um, Lotto is a bisexual fuckboy with self-esteem issues who becomes the most pretentious guy you went to college with. Yes, 100%. <laughs> yeah, you should tweet that because that's just about, that sums it up. I'm, I'm throwing shade at Lotto. I wrote, is he a sex addict, question mark? Yeah. I think yes. Yeah. He yeah. is, however, a victim of abuse. He is a victim of abuse, but, like, he was a fuckboy before that. Mm, was he? That was, like, when he was, like, trying to, he was, like, always, like, morose. When that one guy, like, basically assaults him after that guy kills himself. Yeah, but that's when he's that in teacher? prep school. Like, he's already fucking that girl on the roof. Oh, before yeah, right, that, right. before he had to go to prep school. Yeah. So my favorite character was going to be Samuel, but then I kind of feel like Lotto is the way he is because of Samuel like letting him into his life. But I don't th- but Samuel's okay. Oh, I, Samuel's I like, fine. I like he's Samuel. a sweet boy. Like I was like, what a doll! Like he's gonna take Lotto under his wing, but then like because of that, Lotto becomes the literal worst. Yeah. Yeah. I also think it's so it's it's very weird because like this is the story. Of a marriage. Mm-hmm. But, like, this first part that we've read, we've only heard information pretty much about him, and the marriage has been pretty much from his point of view. Like, we don't get a whole lot of yeah. Matil's point of view. Yeah, or, like, friends at the parties that they throw, which I, seemed awful. Yeah. I want to call her Matil, I think, because, like, isn't there a line in Zoolander um, where <laughs> I think someone says, like, can I call you Matil? <laughs> so I'm just going to com- commit to that. I don't think that's how you say it. It's not, but like, I, like I'm, I'm just using like the first part of her name, All like right. one syllable. The part that we're pretty sure about. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> People are gonna listen to this and be like, "Are you fucking stupid?" We well, know how to read. They named her Jane. Like we would have been able to figure it out. Matil. Um. I don't like how they get engaged. I don't like. The, no. I don't support their union. Like I'm, I'm with Danica, and then I'm like, I wouldn't have thought this would have lasted very long either. Yeah. Um, but, but sorry, so were you saying that the Furies part is going to be her point of view? I think so. Okay, I hope so, because I'd like to hear that. I'm very curious about her and, like, what she thinks about all this nonsense. Yeah. And, like, she basically supported him for years while he just, like, went on audition after audition, which, like, that's... Okay, there's somebody... There are people like, peering in at us, guys. Yeah. We're celebrities. Yeah. He looked, like... 
he could have been a bit of a, a lotto. Because, like, Lotto's, like, remember, he's, like, not hot. He's, like, kind of weird looking, but he has, like, a magnetism about him. Yeah. I don't think think that guy had that much magnetism. Oh, for (laughs) sure not. He's probably more of a Buddy Willard. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Who do you think is worse, Buddy Willard or Lotto? Lotto. Okay. Because Lotto, like, well, they both kind of have a certain amount of ego to them, but Lotto is, like, I'm a genius. And, like, I can't be bothered to get a real job like or like even wait some freaking tables while I'm struggling as an actor to help my wife pay our bills yeah I mean I guess so here follow your dreams but like here's the thing about Lotto like I do feel bad for him like it's sad well (laughs) it's sad that like his mom essentially sent him away yeah and then like became a hermit herself because she gained weight so she like would never visit him right and so like he he essentially like lost his relationship with his mom he lost his dad at a young age like i get it it's sad but then you have matil who's apparently an orphan we don't really know how Mm -hmm. she was a victim of abuse we don't really know about it so i'm like actually like i get it like lotto's life like kind of sucked but I think hers was worse. I think he's also... Lotto's, like, one of those guys that's, like, really pleased with his own pain. Yes. So it's, like, whereas Matil is kind of like, oh, yeah, like, I'm going to not let this define me and work really hard to, like, make a life for myself. He's kind of like, oh, like, isn't it just great? Like, isn't my life hard? Like, I walked it, in on someone being... Or someone hanging themselves. Hang. Hung. Hanged. Like, he can't, that, like, I found that interesting. Like, when he first saw it, and then later when he brings it up again, he, like, can't, he, like, kind of has to correct himself. He's like, I saw someone, like, hung, or then he'll correct himself and say hanged, and it's like he couldn't get, like, the syntax of that right. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, I mean, it is a little confusing, because it's like, hanged is correct. Yeah. But it's like hung is like what you would normally say I don't know I think it's weird like that that's his focus though where he's like like that like that's where his focus goes rather than like I like just had a really traumatic experience mm-hmm. um but yeah he like brings that up at a dinner party which is like not appropriate not not the venue no. and his wife's like what <laughs> develops quite the obsession for Leo really bizarre like, what's going on there like who's Lotto? who's a baby like he's yeah. like he's like our age and who and Lotto was 40 and he dies right he kills himself yeah I mean it's not explicit that he kills himself but he drowns like in the water in the winter yeah. so I think it's I think it's you're supposed to assume that Lotto believes that he killed himself yeah and there's like there's definitely a romantic subtext to their relationship oh yeah um, 100%. Yeah. Because they Lotto's both basically like, spied on each other. Yeah, and Lotto is completely obsessed with Leo. And he's like, I miss you. I'm lonely without you. It's yeah. like, hey, maybe call your wife Matil. Yeah, like maybe she needs help cooking Thanksgiving for your entire family. <laughs> and friends. You piece of shit. Yeah. He's, he, he's horrible. He is the genuine worst. Also, like, he fantasizes about other women constantly. Yeah. And it's like, I'm... Yeah. I just feel bad for poor Matil. Yeah. And he's, like, he's weirdly obsessed with, like, he he's faithful to her and loves her, but he's, like, weirdly obsessed with her purity. And I, yeah. almost to the point where, like, I feel like in um, theories, we're going to find out that she's, like, not as pure as he. I hope so. You hope that she is pure or I, isn't? I hope she's not as Same. pure. Same. <clears throat> because I, I. I think he puts that on her. Yeah. Like a Buddy Willard. Yeah. Well, and I think also there's, like. Like, the way that he talks about her in their marriage, like, it's very much ownership. Like, yes. I, like you're mine. Yes. And, like, we own each other. And mm-hmm. she's like, no, like, it's not like that. Like, now we have, like, like we're married. This it's is a, a it's partnership. A, it's a, yeah. Yeah. Um, which, like, as somebody who's been married three months, I'm a big expert on it. So <laughs> <laughs> let me tell you. Wow. But, but, yeah, I mean, it's, like, I think if Brendan ever was like, you're mine, I'm like, what? <laughs> like, not quite. He's like, I don't know. Like, I don't know. Not um, so sure about that. But yeah, so a lot of sucks. Okay, so so who's your favorite character? Potentially Samuel, but I also like Rachel, his sister. 
Okay, yeah, I like Rachel, too. She's I got, like Samuel, too. But yeah, she's got a good head on her shoulders. Yeah, I like the part where she shows up at their house. When she's a kid. And, like, they're having a party and Lotto forgot her at the airport. Yeah. Like, a jerk. And then, of course, he does that, like, you know, what anyone who's obsessed with their own pain would do is, like, dwells on, like, the image of her in the airport. <sighs> and, like, oh, like, wouldn't, isn't that horrible? And then, like, it becomes about him being upset. And it's like, dude, she's eight. And he's like, what are you doing here? And she's like, you invited me. Which also, like, why? Her parents shouldn't, or her mom shouldn't have let her go there. No, their house is dirty. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. Mm-mm. I don't understand why his mom hates Mattel so much. I think it's the idea, it's, you know, of class. and But, I mean, she went to Vassar. So, like, who cares, right? She she was one of his... Is it a class thing? Like, is it because she's poor? Well... But she's the only one who's supporting the family. Oh, well, yeah, I know. That's, like, the big irony, I think, is that it's, like, on paper, she doesn't really come from family, and they're, like, they don't have that, like, those traditional markers of class, which, like... But she's a model, too. I mean, I don't know. Like, she yeah. seems like... I don't know. Like, she like she a little bit is... It's that, not like, rational, but it's, like, I don't think that his mom is very rational. No. Well, and then it sucks because you find out that, like, so Lotto gets cut off for doing this, and then Rachel also impulsively marries someone, and, like, basically the guy just has to sign a, sign a prenup. And they're divorced, like, a couple weeks later. And Lotto's like, oh, well, like, welcome to the poor people's club. And she's like, oh, I have not been cut off. Joke's on you. But it's like, you know what? Maybe it's because Rachel is a good person, and Lotto is the genuine, genuine worst. Yeah, I also think, too, like, there's a little bit of, like, punishment of Lotto, like, throughout his life. Oh, just sure. because of, like, kind of, like, the person he became. Yeah. Well, and also, I mean, like, he wasn't ever allowed to come home mm-hmm. while he was in prep school. Because it was like, no, like, you're going to get in trouble here again. Like, you don't need to be with Choli and... Oh, who is my favorite character? <laughs> I love Choli. Choli is your favorite. Yeah, I love Choli. Everything Choli says, I just write LOL. <laughs> um, yeah, Choli is, is his ugly friend mm-hmm. who, like, shows up for everything and is always there for him. You know what? He's a Tim Riggins. He's rich. <laughs> he becomes rich. Yeah. He starts out poor. He is kind of a Tim Riggins, I guess. Yeah. But, but, like, I also like um, what he says to Danica where he's like, you're mean, I'm rich, like, why not? <laughs> I was like, yes, Choli. Because, like, I think Lotto is the person who got all the attention for, like, their whole life. And, like, Choli mm-hmm. is actually, like, the way better catch. Oh, yeah. Well, because he started out, like, with humble beginnings. And, like, so I think it's Danica. I was like, yeah, I mean, like, you're definitely going to be rich later. Like, you're that kind of person yeah. that, like, in 10 years has more money than everyone. Yeah. And she was right. Yeah. And he's just kind of, like, quietly successful. Yeah, I love him. Meanwhile, Lotto's like, I'm going to write a play with cultural appropriation because, of course. Also, he writes a play about John Wayne Gacy? Yeah, and he's the like, The serial-killing clown? That's not funny at all. He's horrible. I like it when Mattel tells him that he's not funny. I was like, good for oh, you, Oh, I liked Mattel. that part, you too. You get yours. <laughs> yeah, and he's like, what do you mean? I'm going to prove you wrong. Like, I'm going to take this a, as a challenge. Yeah, I'm, I'm like, I'm a, ugh. I'm a comedian. I hate him so much. I hate him, too. Um, So what do we think about, like, their friends and their perception of their relationships? Um... Well, it's kind of hard to tell because all of the girls are jealous because they're all in love with Lada. Which, why?! Because they all slept with him, like, at one point and, like, aren't over it, yeah, I guess. I guess. Well, and it's the idea, it's almost like they, they have that, I feel like, a very performative marriage. Because it's like they kind of need that validation that they are, like, the dream marriage. Even though, and, like, I think they actually, like, they weirdly do have, like, a fairly decent relationship. Like, they seem to kind of get each other. I mean, Lotto, like, he's consumed by his own stuff. But, like, Matilda doesn't seem... Like, miserable. Um, I, think, I don't know that she's happy. I don't know that she's happy. I think Matilda, though, too, like, especially near, like, the like in like, the last chapter we read, like, he essentially, like, abandons her and, yeah. like, doesn't, like... And he's like, it's for work. 
Like, because he's just so involved in this creative process. And Matilda's like, you miss Thanksgiving. Like, are you coming home for Christmas? Like, yeah. who knows? I do not blame her for not wanting to have kids with him. Not oh, at all. Oh, me either. And because he's obsessed you know with it. Yeah. yeah. And, like, just because, like, he know, like he wouldn't do anything if they had children. Like, it would all fall on her. Yeah. Like, everything always has. Yeah. Ugh. I feel like we're talking about, like, two of our friends and their relationship. And just, like, when we have to go and get lunch or something and be like... This bothers me about this. <laughs> well, which is, I think, also, I, I think that Matilda doesn't really have anybody in her corner. No. Because, like, like Matilda doesn't have any friends herself. And so, right. like, it's you, all don't, Lotto's family. you don't hear any perspective being, like, oh, I don't know that he's, like, really treating her right. Or, like, it's too bad that she's working and, like, he's lazing about and, like, yeah. drinking all day. But, um I don't know. So it's, like, kind of hard. Like, we basically get no impression of Matilda in a lot of ways because, like, we don't have that, like, familial support or, like, anybody else's view coming in. Like, we Mm -hmm. just hear, like, we just see how she acts, which also we're seeing it through Lotto's lens of being, like, is she going to leave me? I'm afraid, like, because I can't read her because she's so enigmatic because she's such a manic pixie dream girl. I agree. (laughs) (laughs) But I don't know. I just, like, I, again, um, advice corner. Female friendships are really important Yeah. for women. Well, and all the the women, because they're jealous of her, are mean to her. Like, that one that, like, gives her shit for stealing that painting. She oh, was yeah. like, um, it was ruined and I was told to put it in the dumpster. Like, if I didn't take it, somebody else was going to. Or it would have been crushed and, like, yeah. thrown in the dump. Also, like, who cares? Like, why is that, like, your business? Like, if your friend got, like, a cool painting and has, like, a decent story out of it, it's like, all right. Yeah. And I... Let Matil have nice things. And is it even that nice? It was, like, broken. And the only person who, like, actually is, like, kind of nice to Matil are, is Rachel and Choli. Yeah. And, like, I mean, Choli's not, like, overly nice to her, but I think, like, they get each other. Yeah. And, like... They're pals. They're pals, yeah. Yeah. And I think they both get Lotto. And oh, so... Oh, yeah, for sure. Um... Which, like, I love how um, Choli is, like, very jealous that Samuel thinks that um, Lotto's his best friend when Choli's like, um, I'm sorry. <laughs> like, been around longer. Like, Samuel thinks he's so great. Oh, another horrible Lotto moment <laughs> is when he, like, tells the story of, like, having sex with that girl on the roof. Who was, who was Lot or who was Choli's twin sister. Sister. Who died. <laughs> I, I, I might have missed that she died. Oh, she died in, like, the very beginning. Right. Because I was a little confused. She overdosed. Okay. Yeah. It was after they had sex, right? Is that why he sent to prep school? She she didn't die while they were having sex. Well, I knew she didn't die, like, (laughs) during that. Yeah. But it's like, then there's a fire. And she she overdosed later. Oh, wait, I do remember that now. Yeah. She dies. Totally tells her. Tells Lotto. He he shows up at Lotto's dorm and, and tells him that she's dead. Right. Yeah. And Lotto makes it about himself. Yes. But anyway, so um, that's another moment that's like, what is wrong with you? Like, yeah. he, he cannot, like, he decides to make, like, like tell a great story that is, like, funny, I guess, about someone's dead twin. Yeah. Choli was like, that's my sister. And he's my like, twin! Oh, yeah! It's like, oh, I forgot, Choli. Whoops. Horrible. Horrible he's person. like, that was the day I got a spiral fracture, and you, <laughs> you did that? Ugh. I'm not, I'm not here for, for Lotto. I'm here for Choli, though. I hope Lotto loses everything. I hope that Choli and Matil get together at the end. Ooh, well, because he's with Danica right now, and she's cheating on him. Oh, yeah, with Arnie, whoever that is. Yeah. Jeez. Yeah. Um, what did you think of the whole play section? I thought that was so annoying. Yeah, <laughs> mostly because I was like, ugh, I didn't want Lotto to be successful. <laughs> Um, I like that it was, like, kind of framed with the idea of, like, that one critic who's, like, constantly kind of, like, up his ass about stuff. And oh, like, yeah. Love her. And <laughs> my, I like uh, that, my other favorite character. I like that Matilda's always reading that review. I also... Okay, so... She's, like, kind of his manager. Like, because she, like, told that one 
like dramaturge or um, like producer basically like you'll call me in a couple of days like because you're gonna get this play about that Afghan soldier because Lotto of course is like I was embedded and like I was shot at and so like I get what it's like to be a soldier it's like ugh did he go to Afghanistan? Allegedly. Well, that's not in the text. Yeah, it is. He says he was in... Well, you know, like uh, that moment. But like, yeah, 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 like, I mean, like, we don't see him go to war. No. I cannot imagine. No, of course. I'm sure he cried every single day. Yeah. Which, like, there's nothing wrong with men crying. No, no, no. We're no, not no, saying no, that. Not at all. Even, even if you're a soldier, you can cry still. Yeah. Hashtag end toxic masculinity. Yeah. Hashtag thank you for your service. Um, except for you, Lotto. Except for you, Lotto, who don't served take, two weeks. Don't take credit. No, he's the worst. Don't yeah, like he served. People. He served two weeks and then wrote a play about it and like made yeah. millions. Yeah. Basically, he wrote plays about his family. Like he's trying to be Tennessee Williams, I think. What did or, you? Or or um. Chekhov, like he named their like house like the cherry orchard, didn't Oof. he? Yeah. God. Yeah. I hate him. I hate him. What did you make of that one section, um, where like it's clear that Lauren Groff is trying to insinuate that nine eleven happened? Like, oh yeah. And but, like, what did you make of that? Like, sometimes I feel like nine eleven references in novels can be like a little bit tricky, like depending on how you use them. It honestly would have been pretty easy to miss. Like, yeah. like I think, like, unless, like, I think if you were not an American or, mm, like, okay. somebody who, like, wasn't, like, 9-11 wasn't, like, consistently in their consciousness. Yeah. Like, you might have missed it, but. I don't like it when writers try to be, and not to be, I don't know. Um, sometimes I feel like, again, I think this goes against my, like, with my, like, I don't love, like, stylized writing sometimes. Yeah. I don't love it when, like, writers make the choice to kind of be, like, Almost like vague about nine. Yeah, it was you know very I mean? vague. Where it's like, and then one day. So it's like some people like it's like such a profound and like, like it's such a moment on our consciousness. Like everyone yeah. who's alive, pretty much right now, like that's in our age group, or like in the, in an age group that would be reading this book, like remembers where they even were when they found out that that was happening. And like I remember being in a presentation, this guy who like lived in New York and he was a writer, and he's like talking about like what compelled him to write the book and he's like well you know and he like made a motion of like like a he like made his hand like move across like almost like a plane and then it was like psh, like made that sound and it was like I mean couldn't you just say and then September 11th happened and I was like really reckoning with like yeah what it meant to be a writer and in New York I don't know like not to be like overly like no, I know. It, it was a weird scene, but, but but I also like like that that scene was basically about how obsessed Lotto is with his wife, where like all he can do is like run forty blocks to like make sure she's alive, kind of thing. Which yeah. like that's great, but like don't bother saving anyone else on the way, <laughs> you know? I don't know. Um, but but I think like that's like his world is so only her. Like yeah. he I he mean, doesn't think about, about anyone else. Their marriage, and so it's about and like. And everybody kind of has that story of, like, where they, like, you know, oh, I dropped a, I dropped my coffee cup and it broke yeah. and, you know, like, where you were. And so, it's like, I get what was happening and so I didn't want to be, like, that critical of it. But it annoys me when people, like, make, make the choice to stylize that. When no, I, I guess get you that. could just say. Yeah, no, I get what's that. What's going on? Um, so, okay, so Lotto is bisexual, which, like, right. we know... Early but on. he hides the fact that he sleeps with men. Well, that's what I was going to say. Do you think Matil knows that he slept with men? I you don't, don't think, think so. so. Because why is she so suspicious of this Leo? Oh, interesting. Like, like that's what... Because I think she's very aware of that, like, romance. Well, I'm sure that's that she's a, more aware of Lotto than he really gives her credit for. Yeah. Yeah, I just, I just sense. think, I just think she knows more about his like deep dark secrets than like he potentially has revealed. Yeah, I think that's probably true. Also, like, girl after my own heart, like she's a total sneak. Like she read like his play on his computer like before he'd woke up and stuff. <laughs> Love her. I mean, that's what you gotta do. You gotta know what's in those plays. <laughs> I mean, yeah. that's her meal ticket for God's sake. Well, they didn't know that back then. She was like, what porn have you been watching? <laughs> <laughs> but, 
Well, and she's the one who's like, you're a writer. And then I was like, Ugh. Well, that's the thing is, like, Matil is 100% an enabler. Yes. Like, she yeah. does not... Although, like, she does... Okay, the most annoying part of the book is when he breaks his leg and, like, falls into a deep depression because he can't do anything because he has a cast on, which, like, okay. Like, read a book. like. And that's why she has to get him that dog. Yeah, so she has to get him a dog. She has to get him a literal puppy to cheer him up, which only lasts a week. Yeah. Because he's just in such a deep depression. He gets fat. God can't cheer him up. Yeah. I see what you're up to, Lauren. Yeah. Um, but like a hundred percent, like that is just a man cold city that moment. Like, it's just like, yeah, I hate that part. He's terrible. Although, but she, like, she does everything she can to like cheer him up. Like she like takes him to the opera. Like she like makes him like a lovely picnic. Like, yeah, she takes him to that opera where he sees Leo's work for the first time. Yeah. 26 year old opera genius. Yeah. Little cutie. I, I also liked him too. Me too. Yeah. What do you think of the choice um, when writers in shows or movies or books make the choice to have their characters be writers or artists? Like, do you think that eventually he's going to be like, and then I wrote the play and I called it Fates and Furies? I hope not. (laughs) I hope to God not. Because sometimes I think that's almost like, and I get, you know, like writers write what they know. And I like, and I think that the choice to have him be a playwright makes a lot of sense. And so it's not like, it doesn't annoy me in this book, but I will say that a lot of times that choice annoys me. And like writers write what they know and, or like characters that they know. But sometimes I'm just like, could you make them do anything else? Like, can you not? Yeah, no, I get that. Like, Masters of None, one of my big problems with that show is I just wish Aziz Ansari did anything else but was an actor. I never saw that show. Like, I just think it would be a little bit more interesting if he had a different sort of career. Is he basically Tom Haverford in that show, or is he a different character? No, he's, like, he's basically Aziz Ansari. Okay. So he's, he's big. And season two is better than season one, I think. Um, but I've, I've not seen it. But, yeah, or, like, one of my least favorite moves is when someone's, like, and then maybe I'll write the book and call it. Yeah, what no, that's really like, true. Are you serious? I, the only place that I'm going to be okay with that is when it turns out that Sam um, Tarly writes Game of Thrones. Oof. That's going to be awesome. <laughs> no, that's going to be great. Yeah, no, that would be that would be interesting. Well, because I think mostly it just ends up being, like, that it's the writer being, like, isn't my story so good? Like, it's so good that, like, the character's going to write it. Or yeah, no, I get that. The other way that that goes is that when they're a writer or something, and this, I think, is mostly in TV, um, but it always ends up, like, what they create is always bad, which, like, I think 30 Rock dealt with really well. Like, they kind of leaned into the idea that nobody really watched um, TGS anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> um, but, like, because it's inevitably, like, you have to create that content if you want to show it. And so I just don't, I don't know. Well, and you never see Tina Fey writing anything on that show. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's like. And the sketches that they show are like. Ridiculous. Horrible. Yeah, yeah. They're awful. <laughs> so. I mean, I love the muffin top routine. Oh, yes. So good. But yeah, so in general, like I am suspicious when the character's like, and he was a writer. Just because I think, like, I mean, like writers are obviously like people. Because that's why we have books and shows and movies. But I think, I don't know. Like, isn't it more fun to inhabit someone else? Well, that's why I'm more interested to hear about Matil, too. Yeah. Like, what is she even up to? I don't, does she have a job? I'm not sure. Seems like she she just gardens. Well, it was like she was working at that gallery, and then it seemed like she got some sort of, like, internet job. Maybe she works from home. Maybe. I want her to secretly be a millionaire, like, in her own right. And just be like, yeah, I keep all of that from him because he can't handle it. Well, now they have a nice house and stuff, though. Like, now they, yeah. like, live a pretty nice life. Right. Well, and I just can't believe that it was his family, and yet she was the one who used to have to call Sally to, to ask, ask for, for money. money. Like, you're the one who is not getting a job, Lotto, and you're not the one who's calling your family to ask for money. Like, why are you putting literally everything real onto your wife? Like, he... Well, He's I don't think he knows tool. that she did that. He doesn't? No. Because he, so, like, he says, like, 
you know, somehow she, like, is balancing the books, like, just on one salary. But it's, like, no, like, she's actually calling his family to ask for money. Yeah, which, like, who, you know what? Like, a marker of a bad marriage is one that where they don't talk about money. Or, like, don't, like... They don't have a they don't, they have, don't a have a budget. They don't have a partnership. No. I want more for Matil. And I do less too. for Lotto. Well, I just want to know a little bit more about Matil. Like, where does she yeah. come from? Like, what's her deal? What yeah. is she like? I do not, however, want to start all the way at the beginning. <laughs> like, when, if Fury starts and it's like, I was a kid, I'm just like, oh, and like no. have to like rehash everything, which that might be the point of this book, but. Do you think that the cover is supposed to be the painting that's on their wall? Oh, maybe. I just thought it was like, you know, the ocean, you know, fates and furies, you know. Mm. (laughs) Yeah, I guess. (laughs) There are a lot of, like, classical allusions in this book. Um, You know, like, we've got Shakespeare and Antony and, yeah. It's also, I feel like that's very much, like, a lotto choice. You know, like, he would, it's like, he's kind of a modernist you know, yeah. he's, like, really douchey about, you know, he's, like, you know, we should just stick to the classics because nobody else really knows what they're talking about. Yeah, but then he writes crop plays about, like, John Wayne Gacy that are supposed to be funny. Yeah, so he's, like, Ezra Pound and T.S. Eliot, which that's part of the reason I like modernism because, like, even though it's very stylized, I like that they're just, like, assholes about it. Yeah. And just, like, writing essays about how much um, romanticism sucks. <laughs> which, I mean... <laughs> At one point, Lotto says, um, even old he would waltz her into the dunes and have his way with her sexy, frail bird bones. And I just wrote, that's not sexy. <laughs> Fucking bird bones? No. I did not. I didn't. I don't like the sex parts. <laughs> yeah. I literally was, like, dreading. I was like, are, like it's going to be like, should we talk about the sex? And Cher and I just being like, mm. <laughs> No. No, thank you, we, please. Yeah, we don't... We don't like to talk about that. No. It was like... Ugh. It's pretty graphic in here. And not sexy. No. Ugh. Yeah. I bet you guys are tempted to read the book now that you know there's a bunch of sex in it. Yeah. Just, I mean, don't hold your breath for, like, anything good. Hmm. Um, I'm trying to find some of the stuff that I wrote no next to. Oh, uh, the parentheticals. What did you think? Oh, I like, I love parentheticals. Um, yeah, I, I like mean, a good formal choice. Like, while I don't always love stylized prose, like, I like when things are formally interesting. No, yeah, I, I like the parentheticals because, so, like, the parentheticals, basically the purpose is, like, they reveal, like, the reality. So yes. it's, like, stuff that, like, what Lotto thinks, but then it's, mm-hmm. like, this is what really happened. Yeah, the narrator kind of being, like, yeah. Like, you're not. This is, like, the real story. Yeah. Um, I like that. She doesn't overuse it either. No. Like, it's not, it's not heavy. No. Um, it's only every once in a while, and it's usually, like, I see you, girl. Yeah. Yeah, I really like that. It's very, it's very Faulkner-y of her. Yeah, I like it. Makes me happy. Um, <laughs> so here I have... His roommates um, couldn't believe the parade of girls. Flea-bitten women's studies major with nip rings, townie with a Ew. roll cresting out of her acid-washed jeans. Neuroscience major, prim part, thick glasses who specialized in the reverse cowgirl. Yeah. And next to that I wrote, I'm not impressed, Lotto. Because <laughs> <laughs> I feel like he's definitely just doing that so he can be like big man on campus. I think, like, how about how about respecting women to be big man on campus? How about that, Lotto? See, I genuinely think he's a sex addict. Yeah. Like, I think that he fills all of the empty parts of himself with sex. Yeah. Yeah. His mommy issues. Like, oh, and he kept that freaking, like, journal or whatever with, like, where he broke... I forgot about this. Where he, like, basically broke down... He, like, put, like, Latin names to the women he oh, slept with. Oh, that's right. Wow, I forgot about that. Could you be worse? Yeah. And it, the girls would never know. Next to that, I wrote, great reason. <laughs> like, this book, all of my margin notes are sarcastic. And now, I want to be clear that it's not that I dislike it. I think it's a well-written... If, I, I like Groff, the book. If you're listening... I'm sure she is. Yeah, I appreciate... I like the project of this novel. 
No, I I enjoy reading it. I hate Lotto though, I which despise which him. which I don't I don't think she disagrees. No, I don't, um, I don't think we're supposed to like him at all. Yeah, I I mean I think there are times I'm sympathetic to him. Like I I actually was very sympathetic to him when he um when he was, was assaulted, assaulted by his teacher. A hundred percent. But like he's horrible. Also, like he runs into that teacher. That part is super weird. Oof. Yeah. I thought he handled that well, where he's like, actually, I don't remember you. Bye. Bye. Yeah, no, he did. Yeah, I approved of that. And his wife's kind of like, what? Yeah. But that's the thing. Like, again, like, he never told Matilda about that, but she is, mm-hmm. like, very keyed into him and is like, that's yeah. weird. He never forgets anyone. Yeah. God, I just can't, I, like, I can't wait to hear about Matilda and I, her. I'm very excited. When does when does Furies come? Um, let's find out. Let's see. We're on page one fifty now. Oh wait, I think I found it. Uh, oh, we don't have much longer. Page oh, two oh six. Oh, it looks like we've got some more of his fucking plays coming up though. <laughs> Ugh, shoot. The bats is one. I bet that's terrible. <laughs> All right, do you have anything else you want to talk about for this section? I don't think so. I mean, um, do you want to do Predictions Corner? What do you think is going to happen? Ooh, um, okay, so I originally thought this book was about, like, a divorce. Like, I don't know why. It could I think, be. I think I only read part of the back of the um, of the book. Yeah. Um, but now I kind of, like, I actually think it's about, like, a marriage that it's, like, meant to be kind of, like, a portrait of a marriage that and show you that like things are like sometimes they are not working and sometimes they yeah. are working even though like who could ever stand to be married to Lotto is beyond me um yeah I think I'm really really anxious to hear about Matil I also like that we fully committed to saying her name like that. I like it yeah I think I think we're going to hear, I think it's going to be, like, a really rich portrait of, like, what's actually going on. And, like, I feel like yeah. it's going to be a lot more, because I feel like we Nuanced. need, I'm, I'd be curious to see if the parentheticals stop in her bits. Because it's almost like the narrator doesn't have to insert the truth as much. Because I think Lotto has, not like. not so delusional. Yeah, I think Lotto has his own narrative that he likes to kind of, to go with. Yeah. About himself and his life. And I'm wondering if, like, Matil has, like, a more, um. A more accurate view of what's really going on. I bet. Yeah. Let's give her that credit. Yeah. Team Mattel. Team Mattel. All the way. Yeah. I mean, I'm going to say, like, my hopeful prediction is that um, Trolley and Mattel got together. <laughs> <laughs> I'm um, Team Machili. I don't know. I don't know. how I'll think about that, guys, and come up with a better name. It's, it's hard because I don't know how to say the say the end of her name really as soon as I as soon as I saw that name I was like, mm-hmm. like and I was like and it came right after Lotto and I was like oh Lauren you are testing me <laughs> yeah anyway so so team Choli and um and Mattel yeah hopefully hopefully <laughs> like maybe Lotto will die <laughs> I don't know I mean <laughs> if we're lucky he'll pass away Will they ever have kids? I don't know. I hope not for her sake. I know. You know she's the only one who takes care of that dog. A hundred percent. Yeah. And Brendan, don't let it give you any ideas. Like just because if you break a leg, Brendan I will would not hate Lotto. I will Are you not kidding me. Brendan would hate Lotto so much. Oh no, Brendan would a hundred percent hate Lotto. We'd call him Lance. <laughs> he would. <laughs> he would. Um, but. Brendan has been expressing the desire to get a puppy lately, though. Mm. And so I just don't want him to think that if he breaks a leg that, like, I'll suddenly break and, like, get him a puppy. Like, I don't want him to get any ideas. That'd be the worst get a dog. Well, and I... crippled. Yeah. No. Well, sorry. We're not getting a dog. Um, (laughs) anytime soon. Only when we're living on a vast farmland and we have such a big house that the dog hair won't get in our way. (laughs) Or we have enough money to have a Roomba. Oh, cool. Yeah. Well, on that note, Roomba, we'll wait for your sponsorship. Yeah, Roomba. (laughs) Call at us. Um, Thank you for listening. Rate, review, subscribe. 
Don't be an asshole. Um, Tweet at us. Like, yeah. And engage with us. At Queen Bee Book Club. Um, Queen Bee Book Club at Gmail. You can feel free if you're... Your responses are lengthy. You can email us if you want. Yeah, we will definitely email you back. For next week, we'll be reading the next 150 pages of Fates and Fury. So if you have, I mean, if you feel like we've missed something or, like, you want us to bring something up in our next discussion, like, we will backtrack a little bit. Yeah, I mean, for sure. And we're not going to be like, hey, you know what? We've moved on. Yeah. Because um, I definitely know how it feels to have been in an English class. I'm like, wow, we didn't talk about what I wanted to talk about. 100%. Um, if you want to talk about deconstruction, though, no thanks. Yeah, don't send us any um, any sart. <laughs> <laughs> Please. Oh, thank <laughs> you for... <laughs> uh, thank you for listening to this week's episode of Queen Bee Book Club. We'll see you next week. All right. Bye. Bye.